We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast you can get all your pack a day updates by following us on twitter at pack a day podcast and remember you can always subscribe to our podcast on apple Podcasts, google play tune in stitcher or spotify and of course you can always check us out over at cheeseheadtv.com I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am joined by one of my co-hosts this week, Mr. Andrew Mertig. It is good to be back to talk about Packers on a Friday show, of course. So, Andrew, how are we doing this week? Yeah, really great. It's fun to just, like, see the Twitter timeline go from whatever was going on over the last month and a half, two months, uh, <laughs> into a frenzy of football activity. It's great. Thank you so much to Andy Herman for keeping us all informed. That is a godsend, especially uh, being as far away as I am. But yeah, things are really great. I'm I'm super stoked to be talking like actual, literal things that are happening on a football field. It is so true. It feels like those two months, really, between the draft and when we're at right now, just kind of drag on. We're just anticipating what's coming. We're finally here. It's it's good to be here to talk. Uh, some football with you today. We're without Maggie. We'll miss her, of course, but uh, it's good to be here and uh, chat some some training camp storylines. You want to jump into some things that are happening? Kyle, uh, Kyle, yeah. Would would you say that you went from one Hall of Famer to another? Yeah, I would say you know, like it's always hard when you have to switch, you know, from one Hall of Famer to the other. That's always going to be a transition. <laughs> um, <but laughs> I literally stole his joke to the audience. He said, "I'm going to try to find a way to put this into the show at some point." Yeah. No, no, the question is, which one of you? I mean, obviously, the joke is that one is a Hall of Famer and one is not. So the question. Oh, I am is, not. Yeah, that, there's no question about so that. So we're, we're saying Maggie's the Hall of Famer. So we're missing her tonight, uh, but we're, we're excited to jump into the show here. Um, Andrew, we've got, we've, I mean, it's been fun, right? We're already getting into some pretty big, I mean, sometimes it takes a couple days, you know, to really see who's going to pop and like, you know, make these storylines, but we're getting some already. So uh, I guess before we get in too far, let's talk a little bit about maybe one of the bummers that we weren't really expecting coming into camp, and that is Christian Watson is not out there. This is someone who's dealing with an unexpected injury. Of course, the 
the first, not first round pick, the second round pick of the Packers this spring. Uh, Mike Clemens just tweeted about an hour ago from when we're uh, recording this that uh, this is something that he's been dealing with since OTAs. He felt something in his knee that he hadn't felt before when he was making cuts. Uh, he went ahead and consulted with some doctors and his agent, and he went ahead and decided to get surgery in June. So he says it's getting better every day. He hates missing camp. I'm really just sharing the tweet with you, so all credit uh, to Mike Clemens on that. But an interesting storyline and development. Um, obviously, Mike um, Matt Lafleur, not Mike Lafleur, uh, has expressed he wishes that that Watson was out there. But it's kind of cool to get some clarification on why that is. Yeah, and obviously, you know, bad news, bummer. Um, when when you take a look historically at highly drafted wide receivers right guys that yeah. go in the first two rounds who tend to start out slowly a lot of times that has something to do with not developing that rapport throughout camp right right nagging right. injuries or holdouts or suspensions or, or whatever it is and so yes i i think there's a legitimate reason to be really kind of you know cautious in, yeah. in moving forward on the expectations of what Christian Watson can be. That being mm-hmm. said, he he still has a skill set that um, not very many people have. And so right. I think, you know, that part is making me optimistic that he can make, you know, some of that, that ground that he's losing right now up. But um, nothing makes up for that rapport with Aaron Rodgers. Nothing. And, and these practices go a long way as when you get into September – October, November, right? So mm-hmm. we may have to kind of push back the expectations of what we can expect from Watson uh, yeah. th- for the early part of the season. You mentioned the skill set, and I think that that's the exciting thing, that he is such a diverse player. He's got the speed. He's got the ability to do uh, some, I hate to say it, but Debo Samuel kind of things. I think the biggest question with Watson is can he become that reliable number one kind of a target? And like you said, Anything like this just puts him behind the eight ball, and you hate to see that. But hopefully it's a quick thing, and he can get back out there uh, and build that rapport that you're talking about. But there's somebody else, man, who is taking the opportunity to get some reps with a quarterback. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? It's been fun. Yeah, if Romeo Dubs obviously has been the storyline of the first two days of camp, and he has just been lighting it up. You know, I, I think – not being there, not seeing it in person. Um, I I love what Andy Herman had to say. Obviously, you, you know all of the the Packers reporters that you follow on Twitter, uh, just talking glowingly about Dubs. The, the interview he had in the locker room really impressive. And and I think you know the idea that this automatically means that he's going to be an integral factor. Uh, I think is rushing things just a little. We haven't put pads on. Andy did a great job in the YouTube video uh, that was released on Thursday afternoon, um, sort of asking us to just, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. But the ball skills, which is not something that I necessarily was all the way in on in his Mm -hmm. tape, uh, certainly the physical attributes, love, 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 love. The idea that he's just like outdueling Eric Stokes, who we know is a very good NFL corner already, right? right? Proven track record. Uh, that should tell you that there's some potential here to at least have some sort of impact in year one. And like, hey, you know what? Let's get crazy and get like really over the top optimistic about it. 
Yeah, it's it's really fun, and I think that's what you do. Like, I mean, this is obviously the next Jordy Nelson, the next Reggie Wayne. <laughs> the 87s are popping, but, man, it's been fun. The skying over, guys like, you, you know, a already great sophomore corner is just you know, speaks to his abilities and I've, if he can build that trust with Rodgers that's going to be huge down the line so let's hope that he can stack that success keep it coming you mentioned the interview just talking about how you don't celebrate the small victories because you don't know what's coming next so he knows he's got to prove himself that kind of humility and work ethic I think is going to take him far so lots of reasons to be optimistic Andrew it's not as sexy but let's talk a little bit about the offensive line because this is really kind of interesting, right? Like mm-hmm. we know that the Packers have made some investments. We know they have some injuries. Zach Tom saw some first team reps at left tackle today. And then Yash Nyman is back over at right tackle in that situation, which kicks Royce Newman back inside to right guard. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that com- competition shakes out because the offensive line is not a place where there's just one position up for grabs, right? Obviously, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins are preferred starters. They're studs. They're going to play if they're available. But given their injury status, I don't know if we know for sure who the starter is going to be at any spot on the offensive line, maybe outside of Josh Myers at center. I think that's probably where he's going to play. It's just going to be a fun group to watch overall to see how these guys compete and maybe where some of these rookies are able to insert themselves and play really well. Yeah, we've just gotten so spoiled as a fan base of like random fourth round picks turning into really solid starters yeah. on the offensive line uh, that the whole like plug and play mentality has been just off the charts good over the last 10 years. Um, it's it is interesting that Zach Tom is getting plugged in at left tackle. I think, you know, Sean Ryan is somebody that you're going to hope um, is going to be able to to give Royce Newman a a run for his money at right guard. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you're just going to have to hope that the rest of that, that line gels that what we've seen um, out of Josh Myers through, you know, part of the rookie season is going to continue and that he's going to be able to be that really solid center in the middle uh, that Aaron Rodgers needs for sure. Um, And then John running jr. Like I know we all believe in him, but Two years isn't necessarily a track record in the NFL and really more like one plus uh, for John Runyon Jr. And so if he can continue to build on that success and show that he has what it takes uh, to be a really good guard, the Packers at least have a strong foundation where they can, you know, put somebody next to a rookie that's going to help them survive for Mm -hmm. the time being until Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins are healthy again. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, it's going to be really fun to watch that group. I'm kind of nerding out about the offensive line, just thinking about the possibilities. Try not to be nervous, but more optimistic. And maybe that's the Packer fan in me who knows that these third and fourth round picks uh, can become something uh, in, in Packer tradition. But, uh, I mean, we're a couple days in. Are there a few other names that have jumped out to you early on? Yeah, uh, a couple of storylines, right? These, these are the bigger ones, probably way more obvious than um, needs to be totally addressed. But Rashawn Gary really showing that he could be transcending into that elite edge category, mm. um, just reportedly continuing to to build on all of the success that he's had, dominating people um, in in the drills. And, and so, I mean, man, if if he stays healthy the whole year, I expect unbelievably big things out of Rashawn for this season. And mm. um, it just seems like he continues to, you know, to go with the old Packer saying stack mm. success, right? Like just every rep, every practice, every game, he's getting better and better and better. And and this is that developmental plan that you really hoped for uh, when Packers kind of surprised everybody by taking him at number 12. And it's really cool for Rashawn Gary because coming out, I think there was a lot of like un- just some rumors that were based on non-fact, right, about maybe mm-hmm. his work ethic and those kinds of things that just true, turned out to be absolutely opposite of what the case is. And so just building his brand and, you know, him ascending to a top edge rusher is really fun to watch. But uh, there's one more here. I mean, a player that uh, maybe a lot of fans haven't heard of that's really kind of stood out the first couple of, of days of camp. And uh, someone named Aaron Rodgers uh, is playing relatively well, I think. Yeah, Rodgers just, I mean, it it's always hard to say, right? Because people are going to tweet about the big plays. And, yeah. and the defense isn't going to make a ton of big plays against Aaron Rodgers unless he gives them the opportunity to. Um, but it just sounds like his accuracy has been just like mid-season form pinpoint. Mm-hmm. And so that has to get you really excited that he's coming in really motivated, really ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at least uh, the few videos that get out and, and the photos and stuff looks like he's having a lot of fun, um, you know, being a little playful with the reporters. <laughs> right. Like, I, I love all that stuff. 
Um, and so I, I think it's it it's good that Rogers seems to be in a really good mindset. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that relationship with Matt Lafleur continues to grow. He's had some some better things to say about the front office, even if it's sort of taking a dig at what used to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, it, it seems like those relationships have all mended, mm-hmm. and you know Rogers is is here to have yet another fantastic uh, fantastic season. Yeah, and he probably wouldn't say those things if he couldn't say the positive things, right? So it's, yeah. it is cool to see that he's come a long way in, in his perception of I, things. I want to give one more shout-out to another quarterback on this roster. It sounds like Jordan Love having a, a pretty good first two days of camp. Yeah. And that that's so important, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you you and I talked about last preseason, and then in this offseason, you and Maggie and I have talked about it. And it's like, if Jordan Love performs really well, this it opens up so many possibilities for this franchise. Yeah, it's uh-huh. unbelievable, right? Right. Like it opens up if Rodgers has to miss any time this season, right? Uh, you know, injuries can always happen, especially with an older quarterback. Yeah. As far as we know, you know the the vaccination status still up in the air, right? Like can still. Touch. Oh yeah. So there there's opportunities where Jordan Love may have to play during this right. season. Right. Right. We hope not, but could be. Um, if he performs really well, opens up a trade market. There's always yep. teams looking for quarterbacks. Yep. And then if Aaron Rodgers does decide that he wants to hang it up at the end of the season because the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl, and so um, <laughs> then he can walk off in the sunset, uh, then you know that that gives them the faith to go out and say, yeah, we're going to give you that fifth-year option right. and, and ride with you as the, as the full-time starter. So his performance is the thing I'm most anxious about. So to hear mm-hmm. some really good things early in camp, that's that's exciting to me. Yeah, and it is going to be fun. Obviously, we've got three preseason games. He's going to get a majority of those reps. Obviously, Lafleur mentioned that it's what's what was his phrase? It's up for discussion uh, that Rodgers may get to play. Rodgers is probably sitting in his locker going, "Heck no, I'm not playing." Uh, but we'll see how that uh, shakes out in that relationship and uh, how they decide to proceed. But Jordan Love's going to play a lot. That's going to be a lot of fun to see. I think what you said is so true. It's going to open up a lot of avenues for the Packers to move forward. But I think we've seen the flashes from Jordan Love. We've seen the tweets. We've seen the reports that okay, he made this incredible play, and then it's usually followed by eh. There was a head scratcher. You know, he didn't really read the linebacker in the middle of the field through a pick. You know, those kinds of things. We've seen those things. It doesn't feel like it's the up and down report to these first couple of days. And I think that that's the progression you want to see, that maybe he's he's taken that step forward. So, obviously, a lot of camp left, a lot of preseason, but reason to be optimistic here right out of the gate with Jordan Love. So those are our highlights, I think, for uh, the start of camp here. It's exciting to finally be here. Um, Andrew and I do have a pretty fun show concept uh, for the rest of today's pod. And so, Andrew, are we ready to jump into yes. the craziness? Okay, so this is Andrew and I's level of insanity. We want to take some deep dives into some unexpected breakout players. So we want to thank you guys for sticking with us through our previewing the Packers 2022 opponent series. We've had a ton of fun with that on Fridays throughout the offseason. But like I said, we're ready to turn the page as we enter this training camp. So today on the pod, we're going to talk about those potential breakout players for this 2022 Packers team. Training camp and the preseason, it's always time when it produces buzz around certain players and there are always a handful of pleasant surprises right guys that you aren't necessarily expecting to make a lot of noise in camp but they start to flash and so that's what we want to do today we want to try to predict who those guys might be this year right 
there's always buzz around the first round picks, right? We expect that. But when you start to hear the buzz around the late round guys, those undrafted free agents, the guys who were buried on the depth chart who may have been around a couple of years, that's when you kind of know that maybe there's a little bit of something to those rumors. So let's jump in here, Andrew, and talk about who are the guys that we think that are going to break out for this Green Bay Packers team this year. Yeah, I'm going to start with one of the more exciting positions in football, center. <laughs> uh, I I was taking a look at Jake Hansen, and you know I was initially just thinking of Hansen as a backup center, which I think is drastically important because we don't entirely know what Josh Myers is yet. However, he has been getting run as the starting right guard um, in some instances with with some of the injuries, at least in day one. Um, and so that is important for a couple of reasons. Number one, he could be a starter at the beginning of the season, right? Like we don't know how this rotation shakes out. Um, we think it's probably Royce Newman or uh, potentially Sean Ryan, but it could be Hanson. And number two, I think it shows he has position versatility to potentially be the replacement for Lucas Patrick, which mm. I believe has been a really, really underrated role the last three seasons. So I see Hanson as somebody who's going to get a lot of opportunities this camp and and during the preseason. And I think he's a player who is ready to really take advantage of it in year three. Yeah, Hanson's an interesting name to watch for sure. And I believe it was Coach LaFleur who stated that John Runyon Jr. will be taking some reps at center in camp, which would definitely allow Hanson to play in another role if he wasn't the primary backup center. So, you know, we could see him in that role. We could also see him get some snaps at guard. That versatility uh, could be interesting to watch for Hanson. So I like the Jake Hanson call. It feels like he could take on a much bigger role for this team this year. Um, My first guy here is Tyler Goodson, the running back. And he's probably the Packers' most coveted undrafted free agent this year. So I'm not diving you know, into a crazy place here to, to bring up his name. But lots of people were pretty surprised that he went undrafted. And this is a guy who just has to be a Brian Gutekind's crush, right? He's a 9.54 RAS. He's only 21 years old. He's, he's only 5'9" but he's 200 pounds. So he's decently dense for his size. Uh, he had an elite three cone time and he ran a four, four 40 yard da- dash. So significant production as a pass catcher, making uh, his plays out of the backfield for sure. But he also split out wide. So interesting, making some plays out there. Uh, he caught 31 passes for Iowa in 2021 and some scouts there are, kind of skeptical of maybe his upside as a runner between the tackles. They kind of cited some vision issues and those kinds of things, but seems like a chess piece that could be a really nice ready-made player to contribute in some ways for Matt LaFleur with some jet sweeps, creative play designs and with Kylan Hill and Patrick Taylor getting a little bit of a slow start to camp with those injuries. He should see the opportunities like we all talked about with the wide receivers. Uh, He's going to have a chance to impress and get those snaps. So a good will wear number 39 for the Packers that is the biggest red flag in all I would say don't love 39 for the running back Uh, but I think he can overcome the number in camp and maybe we can get him a new number what number 39 he's wearing 39 are you kidding me right now everything do you you know do you know why that's funny I am trying to think of a reason why he should wear it other than former Packers cornerback Dimitri Goodson yes. was number 39. Right. Like, a, uh, he looks like he should be playing, like... No, 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 no. Kyle, Kyle. Both of their oh, last names Goodson. are Goodson. Goodson. 
I'm a little slow. <laughs> they just have just I'm have some extra jerseys, and they're like, "Here you go, kid. You're 39 now." <laughs> they didn't even have to change anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, I I missed that, so that that is hilarious. Um, but you're you're spot on, and um, Tyler Goodson, really an impressive prospect. You look at all the protégés of the Shanahan tree, right? They seemingly can make these underdrafted or undrafted uh, running backs into stars going forward. And so, um, you know, Goodson will have a lot of opportunities to flash big in this preseason. You know how big a fan of Patrick Taylor I am. Yeah. Um, but Packers, you know, with with injuries and stuff, are going to give Goodson the ball a ton. I think he does have the chance to maybe step in as that Kylan Hill role until Kylan Hill is yeah. good. Um, and Goodson's somebody who's probably going to hang around on the practice squad at worst um, for most of the season and probably get some run because we know how injuries work. So, yeah, I love that. That's a, a fantastic pick by you. Um, I'm going to go with cornerback Shamar Jean Charles. And I I think we all know who the Packers' first three cornerbacks are, right? <laughs> but we don't necessarily know who number four is going to be. And I think Gene Charles has uh, has shown that he's going to get the first crack at the number four spot this offseason. I really like what he brings as a slot from his college tape, but the Packers have shown they definitely want to give him a chance at outside cornerback. So I love, you know, given Shamar's body type, I love that he has Jair there to be kind of the prototype of what, he wants to be in the NFL and SJC is going to get a ton of opportunities in the preseason because we likely won't see much of Jair Stokes or Rasul in any of the exhibition games. So um, he's going to get a shot. And I think, uh, you know, I'm really hoping that he's going to make the most of that. Yeah, he's going to be a really fun one. And he's not a name that popped out to me when I started this exercise. But when I saw you put him in the dock, I was like, that's a really, really good call. I remember when he was drafted. He's an App State guy, right? Appalachian yep. State. Yes. And uh, Daniel Jeremiah was talking about, like, you know, App State's not really a, a football factory. But he was saying, this guy's legit. This is a good football player. And somebody's going to get a steal here. So, uh, you know, respect Daniel Jeremiah, like, you know, crazy. And so that's exciting to hear that buzz. And I hope he gets that chance this year uh, to be that number four guy. Although... Kevin King is still out on the market. So, you know, <laughs> you know you've know, you been beating that drum for a long saying, time. A slow new day, news day is going to come, and then the Packers are going to drop the signing of Kevin King to, to be cornerback for. Uh, but so brace yourself for that. Um, my next one here is Samari Toure. And I think Toure is a name that Packers fans will be very familiar with by the end of the preseason. Uh, he was a draft pick, so maybe not a crazy prediction here that I think that Samari sticks around in Green Bay. But with a crowded wide receiver room, there's going to be lots of guys fighting for those reps. And I think Toure will make himself known. He's going to be a hard guy to cut. Uh, he's a big play waiting to happen, right? He's averaged 19.5 yards per catch in 2021 for Nebraska. He played the vast majority of his snaps from the slot. So that's going to be really interesting to see how the Packers get him on the field. Um, but most likely, Toure is going to make his own luck by contributing on special teams. That's probably where he's going to find his most value, I would imagine, early. But I think he's going to be a player that Packers fans become obsessed with and quickly in this preseason. Uh, I guess we get at least one wow play from Samari on a Jordan Love bomb at some point in the preseason. It just feels like that's going to happen. Uh, so he's going to be a lot of fun. He will be wearing number 83, which of course was vacated by MVS. So don't get confused if it's a long bomb out there to 83. It's not MVS. It's Samari Toure. 
And and I think there's some reason to be really optimistic about what the Packers' offense can be in the preseason this year. Because so many times we get really excited about like the running backs and the wide receivers, and we want to see them. And then they get in, and the offensive line just collapses and the quarterbacks have no time to throw and yeah. it doesn't matter right yeah. like they never they never had a chance anyways um but i think with all of the depth that the packers have at offensive line right like they they could very easily go eight or nine deep um mm. i i think we're gonna see a, enough protection against you know second third string defensive players that we're gonna get to a, a chance to see these um young wide receivers really shine through the preseason. So um, at that, I'm going to go defense. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I picked linebacker Isaiah McDuffie. And, I, you know, assuming health, the Packers' first three linebackers are probably locked in, right? We know Devondre Campbell. We know Quay Walker. And then I think Chris Barnes is probably pretty solidly linebacker three. But they need a fourth who is going to also be a key special teamer. And that race could be down to Ty Summers, Tariq Carpenter, and Isaiah McDuffie. And whether or not McDuffie wins that spot I think he is keyed up for a big preseason. He's got really nice instincts, and I think he plays with the toughness and intellect that make him someone who could be really great on special teams. And if it comes down to him, Ty Summers, and Tariq Carpenter, I would trust McDuffie on the field and defense the mm-hmm. most if injuries become a factor at some point during the season. You're testing my recall here with these recent picks. Is McDuffie a Boston College guy? Is that he weird? Is. Yeah. He is. So I do remember him coming out. The buzz was about really special teams impact and the Packers needing to get better there. And so we know uh, that Basashi is going to be looking for those guys to make that impact. Yeah. And on one of our shows leading into last season, it was either the Ben Solak show or, or Joe Marino. I don't remember. But one of them came with like a really hot Isaiah McDuffie take. That's like right. They love yeah. it. And it, both of us looked at each other like no one is talking about <laughs> Isaiah McDuffie. What? Right. It was um, Joe. Yeah, Joe yeah, Marino. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So he saw something in, in McDuffie. Um, yeah. And, you know, year two tends to be a, a time when linebackers start to show it a little bit. Mm. So that's going to be really fun. Now I'm more excited about Isaiah McDuffie than I even knew I was. So uh, fun one to watch there. Okay, so my next one here is from the safety position. And safety position is an interesting one for the Packers. Of course, Amos and Savage are your starters. And then Vernon Scott factors in somewhere probably. But after that, there's certainly an open opportunity, right? And Sean Davis is a name that not a lot of people probably know. But he's many people thought he looked like he may be having – kind of the head start to be that third safety for this team as early as minicamp this spring, like a few months ago. Davis played his college ball for Florida. He was a fifth-round draft pick in Indianapolis in 2021. Uh, He was released from their practice squad early on right away, so don't know what happened there. But when Davis was going through the draft process, he didn't have enough testing to get an RAS score. So we don't know what that was, but he did post elite numbers in the vert and in the broad broad jump. (laughs) So uh, he's an explosive athlete. All right. I got to gather myself here. Um, But uh, as a Gator, as a Florida Gator, he was known as someone, he wasn't afraid to be physical, right? He was that kind of player, kind of had that enforcer mentality. Uh, He's not the type that you want uh, playing that rangy role, probably as a single high safety, but he's good enough in coverage to play. Uh, Some scouts really thought that he had a legitimate path to being a starter at safety in the league. And so I think we may hear Davis's name called a good bit in the in the preseason. And I think he can make a special teams impact like some of these guys we talked about, uh, you know, and 
potentially press for that third safety spot. Now, Davis is wearing 30 for the Packers, so he's off to a little bit better start than some of these other guys we talked about. So he's in the line with Amon Green, John Kuhn. So obviously he's in line for success. So I'm excited to watch Sean Davis this preseason. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about 30 for a safety, but uh, yeah, I like I like Sean Davis. I remember looking at him for 2021 thinking, you know, there's a, there's a lot of upside there. Um, there was some athleticism. I know, like, as you mentioned, he didn't post a RAS score, but, um, he seemed like an athletic dude on tape. And I I think that's the kind of like high upside, low risk sort of move that, uh, Brian Gutekunst has, has done a few times and found to, to pay big dividends. I'm going to go with wide receiver Juwan Winfrey, um, as my last player. And I, I kind of pivot to a wide receiver that very few people were talking about who has a chance to make a nice impact. I really do think Alan Lazard could ascend as a wide receiver one. And I think, you know, Sammy Watkins, if he can get healthy, is a really nice wide receiver too. And then you have Cobb or Amari Rogers probably being the slot guy. But we know the Packers love to rotate wide receivers. And someone needs to be the guy who fills in for an injury, somebody that preferably has trust with Aaron Rodgers. And I really think Winfrey could develop into that like 30 to 40 reception, maybe like three, four, 500 yard type of player. You don't always get excited about those players. And you certainly aren't in a rush to add them on your fantasy team, but like they are absolutely crucial to a team's success. And maybe Winfrey gets a much larger opportunity than we're thinking this year and turns into a season akin to what like Travis Fulgham did with the Eagles a few years ago. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, so my next guy here is a name that people have almost certainly not heard of, and I'm actually just Googling him right now to make sure that he's still on the team <laughs> so that I don't say anything stupid here. But I looked up this this profile, and I'm like, I really think that this could be someone who sticks at a position of need for the Packers. So this is Edge Chauncey Manic. And Manic is a former four-star recruit, played at Georgia, but then he transferred to finish at Louisiana. And it's interesting. Manic is he's not an elite athlete, right? He scored a 3.63 RAS. It's just not who he is. It feels like the Packers kind of have a preference for long, heavy edge players recently. Uh, Manic is under 6'3". He weighs 245, so he's a little undersized for their preferences is kind of how it feels. He did run a 4640 though, so he has some linear speed. Uh, he recorded 19.5 sacks and 33 tackles for loss for the Raging Cajuns in his career there. He had a game against Liberty in 2021 where he absolutely went off and he recorded four sacks in a game. I think he had a second game where he went for four sacks as well. So he has some dominant moments on film. Uh, scouts love his ability to set the edge and play the run. So uh, he's got some stiffness, though. So average athleticism, stiffness, it all adds up to a low ceiling as a pass rusher, probably. Uh, Manic's going to wear 47 for the Green Bay Packers. But it was intriguing to me because with questions at edge behind Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, it kind of feels like there's some room for someone like Manic to make an impact. And one other reason that he jumped out to me 
was because the Packers put their money where their mouth was with Manic. I believe they gave him one of the highest signing bonuses of the undrafted free agency group. So they saw something here that they like, even though he doesn't fit their typical profile. So I'm just going to have a little bit of an eye on Edge Chauncey Manic as we get into the preseason. Yeah, and I think I think the lead there is that college production, right? Like he has this high pedigree of being a Georgia commit. And we know Georgia didn't have room for all their pass rushers. So so. we understand why some players may have left. Um, But that incredible level of production, 19 and a half sacks, um, that is a lot in your career. And Mm. I, I, you know, especially a shorter career with Louisiana. Um, So that's somebody that could look to make a difference. We know it. We we get obsessed with RAS. I, I yeah, yeah. you know, and athleticism and stuff and, and you and I are very guilty of this. But sometimes, especially with edge rushers and defense alignment, there's just something about knowing how to get to the quarterback. I think of like Trey Hendrickson, for instance, like just this innate ability to get off of blocks to find ways to to gain leverage. Um, and sometimes players have it and sometimes they don't. I'm not saying um, Manic does or doesn't, although great name. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's, that's what makes this an interesting player to watch out for. So I'm really glad you brought him up because it's not somebody that I think myself or really anybody else would, would be calling out. So um, that's an interesting one. So there's an update on what has happened over the last two days. Some updates on some players that Kyle and I are going to be keeping an eye out for over the next few weeks. Um, so please, please, please stick stick to uh, Packaday Podcast. Whether you're listening to the audio version um, or you like to jump over to the YouTube version and watch what Andy is putting out every day, we have all the updates through training camp, through the preseason, and then on to the regular season for your Green Bay Packers. But... That is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packer Day Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit. And you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please remember to also follow at Packer Day Podcast. You can catch Kyle, Maggie, we'll be back, and myself every <laughs> Friday. And next week, we'll be back breaking down more of training camp. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... Go, hey, go.